Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, June the 14th, and... Who let the Phillies get hot? How about it? How about our Philadelphia Phillies winning both games over the weekend against the New York Yankees and feel a little hot? How about it? The Phillies have now won four straight, three walk-offs in a row prior to yesterday's 7 nothing drubbing of the New York Yankees, and they've won 7 of 9. 7 of 9 for this Philadelphia Phillies team. It's really exciting like I'm excited about the Philadelphia Phillies for the first time in a while it feels like you know they're building on something and look we've talked about it right that that 17 to 3 game they've won seven and nine since six of eight since if you want to put it that way um obviously the walk-off the back-to-back walk-offs and they get another walk-off on Friday or excuse me Saturday night against the Yankees dive into it all obviously and then and then a drubbing yesterday with Aaron Nola shutting the door and looking great against the Yankees. Again, the Yankees in a Citizens Bank Park that was fuller than it's been, and it was beautiful, even if it was half or more Yankees fans. I don't care because those Yankees fans got to see their team lose to the Phillies in person, so suck it, Yankees fans. Ha! Huh. What a weekend, right? Um, and look... Still a long way to go. Right now, the Phillies are three games back of the New York Mets in second place by themselves in the NLEs. The Braves, two games behind the Phillies now, five back of the Mets. We'll dive into the whole division standings later. But um, look, going to the West Coast now. We'll dive into that as well. Obviously, that's tough. But this team needed to win games at home, like we talk about. A 6-1 and one homestand. They've won four straight against... Solid teams, you know, like the Nationals might not be, but the Braves are a solid team. The Yankees are a solid team. Not the best, but solid. And uh, again, um, to the point, like, you know, if you go back to Friday's show and and we're talking about, wow, you know, back-to-back walk-offs and how many times this season have we talked about something igniting this team and finally making it coalesce and come together as a group and fight together and win some games and, and go on a run. You know, obviously we've talked about them all. The 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 Segura Girardi thing in Dunedin, the you know, Bryce getting it in the face, the seven running against the Marlins, so on and so forth. And we said on Friday, and you know, and we said the seventeen to three game, which and the bird poop and the whole thing and, and still alive, because we're since then and it's good. But I did say I'm like, look, if this can't if this team can't Take two walk-off victories like that, back-to-back days, including the best moment of the season, no matter what happens practically, with that Luke Williams moment, a, a sports moment for the ages, a, a movie moment we all know, right? So if they can't take those two days and, and build on it, then, then I'm going to stop saying this is the moment where they take something and build on it. I could say it now because they are building, and it is very exciting. And now we're going to the West Coast, and that's tough, and we'll get into that. I mean, you know... 
I mean, three and three on the West Coast were ecstatic, right? I mean, ecstatic? Ecstatic? Three and three on the West Coast would be beautiful. We'll see what they could do. But but ultimately, they've got a little energy. They got a little drive. They got something going, and it's thrilling. It's freaking exciting, man. Like, this has been an incredibly frustrating season. This is the first time they're over 500 since they were, what, 22 and 21 or something like that? It's been a little while. Now they're sitting at 32 and 31. We're like, positivity here, folks. You know, this is exciting. 32 and 31. Again, four straight wins, including three of them walk-offs. They won three walk-offs in a row. The Philadelphia Phillies, three walk-offs in a row. Gene Segura, two walk-offs in a row himself. How many players get to do that, walking off on back-to-back days? Um, it's an exciting time to be a Phillies fan for the first time in a while. And look, we're getting guys back, right? I mean, Harper, some big hits over the weekend, right? I mean, JT is back. Didi doing a rehab assignment, still a little sore in the elbow, but on his way, marching back. And, and we're getting performances out of guys. You know, there's still question marks. There's issues. We're going to talk about it. Hector, another struggle this weekend, but they picked him up twice. Um, you know, I think this is exciting. This is the moment. You know, it's June 14th. Put up or shut up time. And the Phillies look like they're trying to put up. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. Again, because there had been so many times where it just felt like, you know, same old Phillies, look at what they're doing. They're going to disappoint us again. It felt that way, right? It felt over and over and over again, like the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. And now it doesn't today. Today it doesn't. Today it feels like a team that won three straight walk-offs and then handled some business yesterday. Four straights. So they are now one away from their season-high winning streak, right? Five straight. Boom, we're there. One away. They've won four straight. They won seven and nine. In that stretch of seven and nine, no less, I mean, you look at um, what we've talked about and what we've said so many times about, you know, if this team's going to go on a run, if this team's going to be something special, the offense is going to have to carry them. If you look at the uh, seven of nine they've won, in those wins, look, they scored 17 runs, five runs, 12 runs, a two-to-one game, a four-to-three game, then eight and seven. I mean, an eight spot, a seven spot, a 12 spot, a 17 spot in a in a seven-game stretch there. I mean, in those seven wins, that that's... That's good. That's what we need from this team. That's what we talked about. And I do think they're starting to feel feel it a little bit. Get their people back. I mean, Bryce being back and Bryce contributing is such a massive thing for this team on so many levels. He is so crucially important for this team and had a big night on Friday night. The uh, three hits, two RBI. Uh, you know, hasn't flashed a ton of power since being back, but he's starting to get there and ultimately just makes such a big difference in the middle of that lineup, the way they pitch him, the way they have to pitch other guys. And again, like just like we talk about, like the lineup looks Pretty real right now. You know, and Alec Bohm's starting to get a little hits here. Like cl- average climbing up a little bit, you know? Oduble continuing to hit. I mean, the Oduble Gene Zagur at the top has been great. You see it on Friday night. Two for six for Oduble. Three for six for Gene. They do it again the next night. Gene's batting 329 after Friday. More after Saturday. We'll get into it, but, uh, excuse me, after Sunday. The whole Friday off day thing, can we just real quickly say how ridiculous that is? I keep saying Friday, I mean Saturday, you know what I mean, but it's so weird. They take the Friday off. Just play three-game series, guys. I mean, come on. What are we doing? Regardless. Uh, Saturday, game one. I'll just say game one and game two. Is that better? Uh, so, But big hits all around. You know, they put up the eight spot. McCutcheon uh, has a big hit. Uh, Boehm goes two for five. Ronald Torres, folks, two for five. He has made... The uh, not having Didi thing so much. And look, you need Didi back. Didi's a left-handed bat in the lineup. Offers a lot more power. Um, not quite the defender, Torres is. I think we all know that. Torres is a slick defensive shortstop. It is fun to have watch someone out there. You feel it. It's weird slash fun to watch someone out there. You feel confident in their defensive abilities. I know what a, what a unique thing 
right, for this Phillies team. But Torres has been great, batting 302 after this game, the couple hits in this one. Ultimately, so this one is a, a back-and-forth affair, one of those, you know, you think they're going to win, you think they're going to lose, you think they're going to win, you think they're going to lose games. So um, uh, from a pitching perspective, Vince, you know, Vince coming off two rough, rough outings, wasn't horrible, wasn't great, don't get me wrong, but Vinny goes five, gives up two earned, six hits, one walk, five strikeouts. It's not the best, five innings, but you'll take that. Five innings, two runs from Vinny, it's like, cool, we can get by Coonrod. Still struggles a little bit, goes two, gives up a run. Ranger Suarez, sad to admit, the ERA is now above zero as he goes an inning and gives up one run, two hits. Um, the ERA now at .42 on the season. Then Hector Neris uh, would blow it in the ninth. So that's what happened. So let's let's go through the runs and we'll get to that that spot where um, it felt like it was over and then it felt like it was over the other ways. Phillies get out to the early lead, first inning jump all over. All over Jamison Tyon as Tyon continues to struggle, particularly on the road. Um, and he doesn't even get through uh, an inning, doesn't even get through two outs as Tyon goes an inning, uh, was only able to get one third of an inning, only gets one out as the Phillies pour it on in the first inning. As uh, mentioned before, Harper, a basis loaded, two run single, making it 2 nothing. Andrew McCutcheon, a sack five, 3 nothing, And Alec Bohm, a big RBI single to right, makes it 4 nothing. You're feeling good. You know, you're feeling solid right now. 4 nothing. You're in good shape. Then... Yankees march back a little bit in the second. Those runs that I mentioned given up by Vinny, a, a Gary Sanchez homer, and then a, a, a Brett Gardner RBI triple. Vinny gets out of it. It's 4-2 heading into the fourth, and then the Phillies start to make you feel better again as they have a big uh, fourth and fifth inning combined. They get one run in the fourth, a Gene Segar RBI single, then add a couple more in the fifth, another RBI single from Alec Bohm, and then a Ronald Torres double down the lines makes it 7-2 in the fifth inning. Feeling good, right? We got the pen coming in. We got Vinny through five. Let's roll. You're feeling good. A, a roof netto door homer in the six. Whatever. A solo shot. No biggie, right? Seven to three. We're feeling good. We go into the eighth inning. And then another RBI single. This one off Suarez. I, uh, okay. No biggie. You know, Gary Sanchez, big game. Seven to four. We head to the ninth. It's time for Hector Neris to take the hill. And Neris, it's amazing how um, a couple bad outings. Hector Neris, two outings ago at an ER. I have one. 9-9 or one nine eight, I believe. Um, is the area is three sixteen now after uh, giving up one run and then three runs? That's how, how volatile it is for bullpen pitchers. It's so wild to to see those kinds of numbers um, just inflate and deflate as quickly as they do. But um, Hector struggles, man. Um, Hector gives up a three run bomb to DJ Lemayhew. Um, is able to get a couple outs after that. You know, it was just a rough inning for Hector. Still hasn't looked the same since coming back from the. Um, uh, paternity leave and just the time off there and, you know, didn't pitch for a couple weeks, it felt like, and really looking a little rusty. You want, and look, we know Hector, right? I mean, I think Hector is one of those things where people just jump on him and I, you look, he's not a perfect closer. We know that like in a perfect world, Hector is an eighth inning guy or a seventh inning guy or a, a fireman guy. You can kind of bring in in different spots, depending on the matchup. That's the perfect spot for Hector. Um, and you have someone like, you know, a legit closer to count on. Someone you know can close games. Someone who has closed games before you feel good with that, right? That's that's the ideal scenario. Um, but I do think we go overboard and, and poor Hector, because he's the closer and in these high-profile spots, we just kill him when in reality he's one of the best pitchers the Phillies have from a bullpen perspective. And he is a valuable guy to have. It's just we go to the extremes with, oh, he's the worst closer. Get him off the team. Like, that's an extreme. Like, the the real point is, like, they need to find the right role for Hector. But Hector is a damn good pitcher. And, uh, you know, this wasn't 
Wasn't his night. Ultimately, uh, Phillies go to the bottom of the ninth, come very close to uh, to winning it there as uh, uh, um, uh, Torres. Man, what a play. Glaber makes a, just a beautiful stop, uh, keeping around from scoring, keeping Torres from scoring. They're unable to get it in. Um, and uh, they go on to the 10th. So we keep going. And uh, Archie Bradley has looked great, man. Archie Bradley's ERA is now under four somehow. He's up in the sevens. Archie Bradley continuing to pitch really well, which is awesome to see. He gets the win. He goes one inning, two strikeouts, no run, a perfect inning. And let us remember, it's the 10th inning. So Archie Bradley comes in with a runner on second and just shuts it down. Huge. When you can get through that top of the 10th without giving up that ghost runner, that zombie runner, whatever you want to call it, what a lift. Right, because now you can you can play small ball. You can do whatever. You just need that one run to score, and luckily the Phillies are able to make it happen as they come out. Uh, Torres, the ghost runner, Jankowski uh, ends up uh, reaching on an error. Um, it's first and third with Gene Segura stepping to the plate after Odenbo pops out. Gene Segura stepping to the plate. Mr. Walk-Off, the game before Segura wasn't quite a shot off the wall like the last one, but Gene Segura hits a deep single uh, or a deep uh, grounder to third. Urshel is able to get to it, but just has no play at the plate or at first for Torres. It's an infield single. It's another freaking walk-off. The Phillies win it 8-7. Gene Segura back-to-back walk-off hits, and Segura's just been so good for this team. And I know, look, I know, I know. Gene Segura goes three for five in this game, run scored, two RBI, including that big one. I know. Trust me. I'm not blind. I get it. Gene Segura is not the um not the best uh team guy, not the best uh, you know, not the biggest hustler, not the biggest this, not the biggest that. We get it. You know, I know it. He's not necessarily a winning player in all that he does, but Duke can hit, man. Duke can hit, and this is old school Gene. This is the Gene they traded for, the Gene who batted 300 or more four years in a row or three years in a row, whatever it was. Um, We're seeing that guy. And that's huge. I mean, that is such a massive thing for this Phillies team uh, as he would uh, – <laughs> he's now batting. So we're going to get to Sunday's uh, game as they win 7 to nothing, a much uh, much easier win on Sunday. But Gene Segura goes 3 for 4 on Sunday too with two RBI and a run. Gene Segura comes out of the weekend batting 3-39. 339 with a 389 OBP of 475 slugging. So your second baseman right now is giving you an OPS over 860. I mean, that's that's legit. That's super legit. Um, and then Oduble, two for five. So let's get to Sunday as the Phillies, again, walk off, thrilling win. You're back to 500. You're feeling good. Another walk-off win. And, that, and look, to be fair, they did... They won it in walk-off fashion, but that definitely felt like a game they were in complete and total control of. It never felt like they were going to lose until they almost lost at the end, right? And, and that was more just um, our Phillies uh, um, neuroses coming in with what we've seen you know, this year and the last few years. But they do win. And then Sunday, Sunday, it just, you know, this Phillies team, right? Uh, the one we talked about where it's like, oh, they don't get on runs, right? They don't. They, they tease you to the point of runs, and then they don't. Like, this felt like, all right, they walked it off three in a row. It's the Yankees. They're not going to take both from the Yankees. They're going to find a way to blow this game. Like, that's what I felt. Nolan Hill has not been able to trust him lately. Like, you're feeling unsure going into this one. And I think the bigger sign, right? Like, the, the three straight walk-offs are special and fun and can get it going. But, but they came out and handled business yesterday. They came out and said, we're the better baseball team today. And just handled business. I mean... Really, truly, what a showing as they went seven to nothing. And it this one 
truly never in question for for the most part because Aaron Nola was Aaron friggin' Nola. Nola was awesome. It's the Aaron Nola. We need the Aaron Nola we want against a, a talented Yankees lineup. Nola goes seven and two-thirds innings, nine strikeouts, only four base runners, three hits, one walk, no runs, obviously, the 7 nothing win. It was awesome. Connor Brogdon gets an out, and Yildil Santos gets an, an inning of work, and, and that's it, and it's a shutout, and it was great, and they needed it. Offensively, they get a run in the first on a JT RBI infield single. Then we go to the second, O'Double an RBI double. It's 2 nothing. Then, Big Gene, Mean Gene, a two RBI single after O'Double's double makes it 4 to nothing, and that was it. It was over. It felt over at that point that we know it was pitching. They add on with an RBI single in the sixth from Real Muto. A McCutcheon double in the fifth. Excuse me, uh, RBI uh, single and McCutcheon double in the fifth. Uh, RBI single by Romuto and the McCutcheon double in the fifth make it seven to nothing. Ultimately, a uh, tw- uh, one run single, two run double, and seven nothing. That's it. And they cruise offensively, like we mentioned. I mean, they're really getting production from the top of the lineup. O'Double again to it. it's two for five, two runs scored, one RBI. He's up to two eighty two. He has a OPS, uh, you know, you like to see the OBP a little bit higher, 345 with that 282 average, but still he's hitting the ball, and, uh, you know, between the 345 OBP and the 450 slugging, he's, the OPS is uh, right at uh, 795, 800. That's solid, you know, just under 800. Not bad. Gene, even better, as we mentioned. Gene, 339 coming out of this game. JT getting in on the act all weekend. JT goes two for four with two RBIs and a, and a run scored, 295 on the season. He's got an OPS just under 900, 406 OBP, 483 slug, and just under nine. Bryce Harper, one for four yesterday at the uh, three hits the night before, scores a run yesterday. OBP at 389, uh, slugging at 475. You want to see that slugging get up a bit. It's you know still a solid number there, but um, since coming back, has been working his way back to that, right? Has not been Bryce yet, but but working his way back, he's, he's seeing the ball, he's getting some hits, need to add that power, but we're, we're working there. Uh, Reese Hoskins goes over again. Reese is ice cold. <laughs> and look, you know what? Shout out to Reese, though, because that's who Reese is, right? He's a super hot, super cold guy. We know it. We just want the super cold to not last as long as it did that one time, that one half a season. But um, he got hot when they needed him. And we talked about it a bunch, but Reese Hoskins carried this team when they needed it. He was awesome for them when no one was playing, when Harper was hurt, when JT was hurt. If you're going to be cold, now's the time when these guys are back. So we'll take it. You know, they're winning in spite of it. McCutcheon, two for uh, three with a couple RBI and a run scored. Alec Bohm, one for four with a run scored. Alec Bohm now up to 224 on the season, which, yeah, I, not impressive. We know that. But considering he's been hovering around 200 for a while, it's it's ticking up. The 266 OBP, the 309 slugging is still awful, but heading in a, a better direction, I hope you could say. Ron Torres continues to hit over four in that game, but continues to hit. And the Phillies just get it done in this one. This is just a handle-your-business game on a Sunday before you head out west, on a Sunday before you get on a plane to go play the Dodgers and the Giants, two of the best teams in baseball, talent-wise, record-wise, whatever you want to call it. Um, certainly record-wise, talent-wise, the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. The Giants not, but they're playing like it. Um, so that's big stuff. And, again, the Phillies just handle business. And you could start to believe that that these three walk-offs in a row, maybe, maybe they got something cooking, man. Maybe they got something cooking. And more so, the thing that we talk about, the thing that we say is most important. And obviously, look, Aaron Nola, let's quickly, let's not skirt under the rug how important Aaron Nola being awesome is for this team, as we've talked about. Like, Wheeler's been amazing. Eflin's been very good. If Nola can be great, you got those top three, and then you start hitting, it's like, whoa, buddy. Like, we can play with this. We can compete with this. So Nola being great yesterday was huge, but then this offense... 
again, I know we beat it like a dead horse, but but if this team's going to win in the long run, it's going to be because they score runs, because the guys get hits. And and the top of the lineup's been producing, man. Odubel, Gene, JT, bringing it, bringing it. And if you start to see McCutcheon bring it more and Boehm start to bring it, and then obviously Harper get that power going, you know, if Reeves can get back, you got a lineup. And that's even without Didi. Teray's been producing, but Didi gives you a pop, especially from the left side. Like, there's reason for optimism with this team. And especially when you look at the standings. Look, they are only three back of the New York Mets now. Same number of wins as the Mets have played six last games. So the Mets are 32 and 35. The Phillies are 32 and 31. They're three games back. Both teams have struggled on the road and been great at home. The Mets are 17 and 6 at home, 15 and 19 on the road. The Phillies. 21 and 12 at home, 11 and 19 on the road. Um, so Phillies have won seven of their last 10, and they're four in a row, which is great to see. So the Braves struggling a little bit over the weekend. They are now uh, two back of the Phillies. So they leave Philly a half game back of the Phillies. And with the Phillies winning two and the Braves losing two or three, uh, they are now five back of the, uh, the Mets and two back of the Phillies. The Marlins, two back of the Braves, and a half game back of that is the Washington Nationals. So from top down, New York Mets are in first place. The Phillies are three games back of the Mets. The Braves are five games back of the Mets. The Marlins are seven games back of the Mets. And the Nationals are seven and a half back. So essentially two games separating, three games separating the Phillies and Mets and then two games separating each of the next two teams. So the Phillies have a two-game lead on third place and a four-game lead on, on fourth slash fifth place there. So that's that's good stuff. That's good to see the Phillies. Um, you know, we talked a little bit prior to the weekend about the division separating itself in terms of... Um, you know, the Mets at the top, then the Phillies and Braves, then the Nats and Marlins, and, and we're starting to see the Phillies push themselves strongly into that two-hole and, um, you know, keep playing good baseball, and you can get there. This is exciting stuff. Now, you the, the flaw in the ointment, as they say, fly in the ointment, is uh, the fly. They go west right now, and they will face three versus the Dodgers Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, off day Thursday, then three against the Giants, and um, the Giants are 40-25 and 25 on the season. Again, the Phillies are 31 or 32-31, and 31, the Giants are 40 and 25. And oh, by the way, the, the Dodgers, one game back of them, 39 and 26. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, in case you're wondering, those are the two best records in the National League. Now, there are a couple teams in the AL that have better records. One in particular, two, the, uh, the Rays and the White Sox. But the, uh, the Dodgers and the Giants have the two best records in the National League as they are, uh, you know, the Padres are two games back of the Dodgers, three back of the. The Giants, the Brewers have been playing great baseball, but still slightly below the uh, Cubs, slightly below in terms of record of those teams. So um, this is a massive series, massive two series for the Phillies out west. As again, the Phillies head into this with a uh, you know real chance to make some hay here. Can they start winning some games on the week, uh, on the road? I'm like, on the week, during the week. Yeah. On the, can they win some games on the road? Because that's going to be the massive thing with this team moving forward. They can win games at home, and they've been playing good baseball. As So they got this uh, three in L.A., off day three in San Francisco. Um, then the weekend, uh, then another off day on Monday. So you get the off days coming back, which is nice. Then uh, two game series at home versus the Nationals Tuesday and Wednesday. Then another off day. And then this is the big one. Next weekend. Excuse me, two weekends from now. So uh, this weekend is San Francisco. Then the next weekend after that. At home, four-game series against the New York—excuse me, in New York, not at home. So Mets 17-6 and six or whatever at home. So in New York, so it's a big one. Four-game series against the Mets as you got two on Friday, a doubleheader. Saturday, 
Sunday. That is going to be massive. And that leads us right into July almost because then you got the, the makeup game in Cincinnati, that one game on Monday the 28th, and then it's a homestand versus the Marlins and Padres, and it's July 4th. So, you know, that Met series is massive coming up. So, But right now they have to worry about the West Coast first. And, again, like with that Met series, with that Cincinnati game in there, uh, they're playing 11 of their next 13 games on the road. Mm-hmm. We know what the Phillies' road record is. So this is big stuff, and it's exciting. So this is a big stretch of baseball here for the Phillies. This next 11 of 13 on the road, like even if they can go 500 and kind of Stay where they're at. That would be huge. And if they could find a way to win one more or two more than they lose, like, man, man, then you can get excited uh, as they get that six-game on stand. Then more on the road, but ultimately it will even out. They will get the home games at the end, too. So um, it's a big one. Big series out west. It starts tonight. Howard versus Tony Gonsolin. Uh, then uh, Tuesday you get Eflin versus Urias. And Wednesday you get Wheeler versus Kershaw. Nicely Miss Bauer, Bueller, that whole thing. Um, but Kershaw, Wheeler. Kershaw, Wheeler. Wednesday night. That's going to be special. That's going to be an awesome one. So big, big series. Late night baseball, West Coast baseball. Uh, let's hope they can and hang alive, win some of these when we don't expect them to. That'd be huge either way. We'll be back to talk about it all and back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.